Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 320. Mm. Uh, a third of the way to 960. Nice. Oh, or 100 away sense. from uh, Doug Benson being yeah, back on. Right. We have to have yeah, him in exactly. a 420 episode. We got it. We got it. We got to have Doug on if he's available. Um, <laughs> Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. We got a lot to talk about, obviously. Captain America Civil War. Our guest is going to talk a little bit about The Jungle Book. But also, um, we have a couple um, DVDs and one from The Vault. We're going to be talking about Point Break, the I saw new it on one. Plane. And uh, Stray Dog, the uh, Kurosawa film, mm-hmm. which oddly enough has a couple things in common with uh, Captain America Civil yeah. War. And we got a couple cool trailers we're talking about Inferno yes. and the new Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> oh, thank God Roland Emmerich's back behind the camera. Um, uh, so, yeah, for, I know we get some new listeners. Um, this is a weekly movie review podcast, so all those movies we just talked, we're going to talk about them, and uh, we don't give out, we try not to give out spoilers on this episode. This is a regular episode. We will be doing a special spoiler episode of uh, Captain America Civil War with Jackie Cajun, where we will go into all of it and yes. get all of Jackie's and it'll nerdy. take a little while it'll take a while <laughs> Jackie's been like all we've been hearing on is is Jackie gonna come yeah. <laughs> don't worry guys don't worry we, we got some regular business to take yeah. care of um, I want to thank uh, everyone that came out I did shows um, I did Doug's podcast at the Rosemont Zanies mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun uh, and then also open for him and um then uh, did headlined at the Zanies in St. Charles, which was a lot of fun. So that Doug Loves Movies has Colt Cabana, who's a wrestler. I met him for the first time, and mm-hmm. Ramon Rivas. Two very funny guys. That was a blast. And I opened for Doug Saturday, which was fun. And everyone was, it was a great show. Everyone's having a blast. Then the next day, one guy's like a dick. He's like, oh, Graham Elwood ruined it. Oh, <laughs> How I mean, could you ruin Doug Benson's show? I, I don't know. And it was like, even D- Doug was like, so all those, the 249 other people laughing, what did you, what did you think they were doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, you haven't said my name yet. Am I allowed to speak? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You're being very polite. Some, try- guys, yeah. some guys just jump in. Well, so- I want, I didn't know you hadn't said my name yet, so I didn't want to jump in because they were like, who's that third... But real quick, then let's introduce yeah. him. First time guest, long time friend. I've known uh, this gentleman for a, for a very long time. He's got his own podcast, and he was on Chelsea lately for a long time. Uh, Mr. Josh Wolf. Hello, everybody. Hey, so first of all, that one asshole. Right. Stay home. Yeah, stay home. And not only that, like I actually am okay with you, and I'm glad people have opinions. What I love about comedy is it's subjective. Sure. You know what you don't have to do. At me on Twitter. Yeah. You can even say, I didn't like Josh Wolf. You got to add me. You got to add. So I have to see it. Right. You're entitled. I have tons of opinions. I even will say them on Twitter. I didn't like this. I don't like that. But I don't at the person to make them know that I think they suck a right. dick. I will do like, it to a company. Yes. I did it to at TSA when I missed my goddamn flight on Monday morning because they had an hour and a half line at fucking O'Hare. Well, I'm sure they're getting so many of those that probably didn't get read. They didn't yeah. care. They don't care. <laughs> no, TSA does not care what you think about them one bit. At all. And, and, and I don't even know why they're on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I know. No. Why are you on Twitter? Yeah. Why would you know that, that person monitoring the feed should be checking people in through? Yeah, a get in, open up another goddamn <laughs> yeah. lane. I yeah. wouldn't have missed my fucking flight there. Stop with posting cat videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't, look, this I don't, cat don't, had a great time at TSA. <laughs> uh, hashtag. Look what I had for lunch. Don't care, fucko. Open a lane. <laughs> that is always crazy. You know, I, do you fly every weekend? Uh, not as much as I was, but this this month is like almost every weekend. I'm probably three weekends a month. Yeah, and. 
it, it, TSA, it's mind-boggling to me when I show up and there's only one lane open. It's, it's Monday morning in the city at O'Hare Airport, Chicago. Yeah, well, nobody flies through O'Hare. No, no, no one's no <laughs> one's getting on. No, it's not a, a thousand business people all trying to get six it's, and seven a.m. flights. By the way, O'Hare is the single worst. Look, I don't mean worst as in bad airport to be at because it's actually got a lot of good restaurants yeah, and shit like that. And I like that trippy rainbow tunnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the, from, I from love the B it. to the C yeah, terminal. Yeah. I always the, seem to be high at that terminal. And, and, so I love going in the trippy and every time. <laughs> every time you get on it too, it seems a little longer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did they like, like they it? added ten right, feet? Right. Every year, like yeah. shit. Uh, but but. The connect, it's impossible not, especially during the winter. Oh. If you don't want to be delayed, don't fly through O'Hare. And here's another thing they're like, well, it's, it's uh, delayed because of snow. Hey, listen, you built the airport in Chicago where there's snow. snow. Now, Minneapolis, it snows a lot there. Don't seem to have the same snow I know, delays. I know. What is the, <laughs> what the, what you guys, it snows in Chicago. If you need to update the airport, Let's go ahead and do yeah. that. <laughs> let's get let's some, go. Yeah. Let's get some snow gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah do they? Do, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Nobody told you. You probably need because they heat some of the runways. Did nobody give you that heads up that right. you need to heat? Because there are a lot of cold places that don't have these crazy fucking delays all the time. I know. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the winter. If I have to change planes, I try to do it through like Houston. Right. Or something like yeah. that, because of that for that very thing of Chicago, I'm just like, oh man. Sometimes you could get a Vegas. Yeah, change. get a change Vegas or <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the south, change there. Yep. Um, because it, it it can just be horrible. Do you but. gamble in Vegas when you change there? Ah, once in a blue moon, I'll put a little something in a wheel of fortune. Oh, I love the wheel of fortune. Come on, when it lands on the thing, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, whenever it says that, I look around like I'm going to get a crowd. You know, because in the movies, there's always when it says Wheel of Fortune, there's a crowd behind you and they go, Yeah, and you yeah. pull the. I'm like, Come on, everybody, I'm going to pull the wheel. I'm yeah. like, Ah, just you know, real people don't give a shit. Don't care. No, not what they don't care one bit. They didn't even look up when they heard it say Wheel of Fortune. How could you not? I always run over when I hear it. I'm like, Someone's pulling the wheel. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> could be 20 bucks, could be 2,000. We'll never know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's get into some movies. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk about. Uh, let's just go right into Captain America: Civil War. Okay, I saw it last night at the Cinerama Dome. Mm -hmm. I I saw it at the Man Chinese on your recommendation because right. I I haven't been there since they redid it, and I will say you're absolutely right. I mean that 3D is the best 3D, 3D I've IMAX. Ever seen. You went 3D. Yeah. 3D. Did you both go 3D? Yeah. I'm not a big. And I'm not a 3D guy. I'm not a big 3D no. guy either. We talk about it a lot on this show. I'm. I, but. The and the Cinerama Dome does a good job too, but mm -hmm. the the IMAX 3D for a movie like this at the Chinese theater is worth it. Correct? Like you, you f I felt like a couple times I was on like a motion simulator ride inside like the room. Really? With some of these characters, yeah, it was like that crisp and that uh, fluid. But I've never seen it before. That that amazing because what the IMAX does, and in fact. I, I had mentioned this on the last podcast, and they put it in the window saying that when you're an, on an IMAX screen, it doesn't darken from the 3D glasses. Yeah. They deliberately have to keep it bright enough that you could actually see everything in all the detail. So, and the, it, the detail is fantastic in this mm -hmm. movie. They they obviously because they're shoot a they're shooting it for 3D, so they're putting like there's that one scene in the church that was like in 3D was fan. Fantastic when in he's given church. the church for the the funeral. For, oh yeah, 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 yeah. For um, 
uh, I forget her name, the woman who started. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter yeah. who started mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Spoiler alert, yeah. yeah. You knew she was going to die pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Pretty yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's not a huge one. I think you're yeah. okay with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come out of the blue. Yeah, no. Sorry. no. <laughs> yeah. They do fight. It's Civil yeah. War. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's some cool stuff like that. So you saw it, you saw it in regular. I saw it at the Arclight okay. in Sherman Oaks. And um, I have to tell you, like, I really enjoyed it. What was there not to enjoy? Right. But for me, the biggest revelation, and he didn't have, it wasn't a huge part. And for me, because what I like, look, all I kept thinking as I'm watching that is, first of all, every time um, Robert Downey Jr. comes on, I'm like, when he gets too old to be Iron Man, that that whole series is going to be fucked. Because I don't, you're not going to top him. I know. His combination like of cockiness and humor and just the fact that he's top 10 actor mm-hmm. alive makes he makes that dude like Well, he's the perfect casting for Tony Stark. Right. So so yeah, he's a playboy too, a good yes. looking playboy also who has a bit of a problem. Yeah. Like, you know, Tony Stark is an alcoholic. Yeah. And, and listen, the dude you can, I don't think you can look past what his humor adds to those films. It, look, man. I mean, he was the perfect cast, he's right? The perfect casting, and 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 the one-liner jokes and stuff that he's delivering, he's nailing, nailing, yeah, like nailing, 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 nailing in tough, tough spots to deliver humor, right? Because if that's done incorrectly, you're going to be like, shut up. You're going to start laughing like an Arnold movie, right? Like it's right. a joke. They right. did, it's not unintentionally funny, right? Now there are a lot of lines that he's delivering as one-liners or as throwaway jokes that. Honestly, a, a lesser actor would be ridiculed because they'd be deliv- delivered so poorly. Here's what was the revelation for me, because as a comic, comedic timing in a movie like that is not easy. No, no. And you can't try. You can't try no. to be funny. The kid who played Spider-Man. Look, in most scenes that Robert Downey Jr. is in, unless he's sitting across from, you know, another great, great actor... He's chewing people up and spitting them out. You watch scenes with Chris Evans, and you're like, this dude is, should not be talking to Robert Downey Jr. right now. <laughs> Maybe he should just bounce his pecs a couple times and be like, hey, pay no attention to the extra amount of makeup they have on my face. Like, the, the close-ups of him, I'm like, pull back. Pull back. <laughs> We're on HD right now. That dude is like Christina Aguilera, two knuckle deep makeup where you're like, I don't, what is going on? Isn't he a young white guy? Like, why is that <laughs> happening? But the guy, the kid who played Spider-Man, Tom. Holland? Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, look, that one-on-one scene with him in his room, I was like, oh, this kid's going to get killed. And he, not only did he go toe-to-toe with him. I know this is heresy to say it. I, there were times where I'm like, he's he's funnier. He's funnier. Uh, the, the thing I liked about this kid playing Spider Man, I would, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. These these Spider Man reboots have been so disappointing. Um, and, and that's generous. Yeah, that is generous. <laughs> that's, gener- that, that's kind. Yeah. I'm, being, I'm being very kind when I say that. <laughs> it's a little subpar. Yeah. Um, and you know, to me. The first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was like, oh, this is awesome. It's yeah. the first time we really got to see Spider-Man on the big screen done And this correctly. is the Spider-Man we grew up with. It's the Spider-Man we grew up with, and this is awesome. And I was like, wow, this kid, I mean, they make him super young in this. Yep. Yeah, definitely. He's 15? It's like one of like the 
Spider-Man reboots from the comics. I think it's I can't remember exactly either ultimate one of those. Right. Uh, but where they they also aged down Aunt May considerably. <laughs> She's yeah. Hot. yeah, yeah, and um, it was interesting too. Yeah, great cast. Yeah, because here, here's uh, there's also they put an inside joke in there. I don't know if you guys uh, knew this, but Tony Stark finds Aunt May attractive because Robert Downey Jr. and Tomei dated in the early nineties. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. She looks like a woman I used to bang. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, did you guys, I mean, am I the only person when you saw that was a, that scene in his room in the apartment, I was thoroughly impressed. Well, with you how know what was interesting? I, I like, I didn't know what to make of him at first. Right. Like, all right, how's he going to do? Cause he's, you know, he's another guy. I remember when Matt Damon was thrown into that movie, like the Rainmaker, right. It was one of his first movies. He's with all these other more seasoned actors. Yeah. How is he going to do with all these other seasoned pros? Also, he's a very young kid. He's like right. 19 or something. Yeah. Um, is he only 19? He's he's really young. Well, it might be a Hollywood 19. Right. But, uh, he's definitely pretty <laughs> a young. A Hollywood 19. Yeah. <laughs> That's the 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 uh, uh, the age that the publicist reports. Yeah. My publicist, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's, Crazy, how, yeah. that's how Jenny McCarthy t- stayed 24 for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway. Never looked at her face for the first yeah. 15, so I have no idea. Uh, so what, what I was watching, as I was watching the scene unfold, I was like, first of all, it's great casting because he's a young, nervous guy. Yep. Uh, in, in real life, he was probably very nervous to be on set with all these giant actors and right. these big franchises, too. So it helped the performance the in, kid, in a way. Look, if you look at yeah. his, he's done very little. What's like, a, he what? was in the heart of the sea. He's done some TV, a, a couple smaller movies. He was a voice in that movie, Lock, with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, there's no like the big Tom Holland film right. that hasn't right. happened. You know what I mean? It's like, about well, to. Yeah, right. it's about so, to. For so sure. I really, I, I thought, and I really liked it. And I also liked um, that I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's nervous, he's being flippant, but what else can this kid do? And sure enough, in that very scene, there is a um, an emotional beat, and he just nails it. Yeah, he, he really nails it. And you see that. All right, he's a great addition to this Marvel universe. And you know, um, when Disney and Sony kind of worked out an agreement to use the character, that's it's going to make them both a fair amount of money. Yeah, I'm really sure. hoping that that we don't have to revisit how he got his powers in the next Spider-Man movie. We get it. Yeah, yeah. we understand. We get it, everybody. Yeah. Let's skip ahead a couple yeah. beats. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't need to see yeah. that one again. Yeah. If, if you have to put it in the title sequence for 10 seconds, yes. okay, I'll yeah. buy it there. But sure. that's it. <laughs> Can I ask a comic book question? Because I, when I was growing up, I, listen, I used to get comic books delivered to my house. Mm-hmm. I was a comic book guy, but I got... First one was Spider-Man. I had same, same for me. You yeah. were a Spider-Man guy? I was a Spider-Man guy, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was an Avengers Thor... Mm, defenders guy mm-hmm. okay so nice. uh, defenders, defenders is bold That's yeah right bold yeah. Thank you. <laughs> i read some captain america but not a lot mm-hmm. but my impression on all the captain america movies and especially this one is it my imagination or do the movies make him stronger than the comic books did i i think so is, well don't I, don't they a little bit because that toe to toe where iron man is punching him and he's hitting iron man i'm like hmm you get the impression, even in the in the movies before the Avenger movies before, and maybe this was a Captain America movie, but in the Avenger movies, Iron Man, you go, you're like, well, there's no way this dude could go toe to toe with Iron Man. Right, and he's it, a person. It was always like uh, with the the super soldier serum. It was like, well, it's enhanced strength, speed, right. all those things, but it was never like Hulk level or yeah, anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Where. Uh, uh, so I, I think they powered him up a little bit for the films, for sure. Especially this one. But, I, can I say that when he was doing that? Is that okay when he's on the side of the holding? Well, the... he does a couple of feats of strength. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. A couple of feats of strength. Where, yes. And there was a couple of them where I was like, 
it, it, it honestly pulled me out for a second where I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember him. Because the beauty of him, of Captain America was he was stronger than the average man. Right, but not Hulk strong. But he was still a right. man figuring mm-hmm. out how to how to beat these superhuman people. Right. Right. So that was always the he lore sort of for outthought me. a lot of them. Yeah. Lot of, that's a good that's a good point. And I think they Yeah, he outfought, out outthought, outfought. Uh, and out hearted them. This one in particular was the first one where I was like, he seems way stronger than I remember him being in the comic books. Uh, and, 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 and anyone else, I also like... Every movie, it increases 10%. It seems like <laughs> it, right? It seems like it, because if Chris you, Evans just keeps working yeah, out. Exactly. He just yeah, is a yeah. badass personal trainer. I mean, that dude. Here's Because here's the thing I would say that, that and going back to your point about him op, op, acting opposite of... Um, of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., I don't think necessarily that Chris Evans is a lesser actor. I think that huh? that Captain America. I, I honestly, because I've seen him do some other work that that I think is really good. I think he, like Snowpiercer. Yeah. yeah what did I miss? Uh, you, did I miss that? Which which work was that? Did you see some home movies that I missed? <laughs> so he sent you videos like, look at this is me and my cat. Hey. He's got some hilarious cat. Yes, yeah. Follow him on Instagram. His yeah, photos yeah. of food. His Snapchat. Yeah. Is, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This is this is me doing Macbeth, but only for you, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing Macbeth mixed with Tears for Fears karaoke. <laughs> what are you talking about? What movies have you seen him in? First of all, I got to see this Tears for Fears <laughs> Macbeth Macbeth karaoke. karaoke. I got oh, it's I genius. It's I don't genius. know where this is, but I want it. Periscope that shit. I want to see it immediately. But I guess what I'm saying, or maybe I, I say, I'm I'm more forgivable because the Captain America character is not a he's he's Captain America. It's sort of it's always the difference sort of between. Uh, Superman and Batman from the comics in the sense that Superman was the apple pie and Batman is the grizzled, dark, you know, has demons. And I think it's the same thing. Tony Stark has a lot of demons. Captain America is just like, and that, and that, you know, they got away from it because he's been in this this time frame longer. But in his first movie and it, well, his second Winter Soldier, he's a lot of that. Golly gee shucks! Yeah, and, and and they make fun of him for you know when he says "dang it" or whatever. They make fun of him. So I think that's like part of the character. I agree, and I'll tell you something else. Like I was, I for for being Captain America, and I think the people who make the movies are very smart. They don't ask him to do much. They don't make him have too much of an emotional range because he's Captain America, and I think Captain America is... It's a smaller range. Right, mm-hmm. so he's... And it, men from that era are yes, not, are not yeah. uh-huh. like... So I think that's very smart, but he couldn't do what Robert Downey Jr. Jew, what Robert Downey Jr. does with Iron Man. There's so many different levels of that dude's acting, which is what makes those movies so spectacular. And I think you're right. I think that they're smart by not asking him to do that much. But it would be you know, weird you know it's he, also similar when you look at um, Chris Hemsworth with Thor. Yeah. I mean, Thor, you know, is a Norse thunder god. There's not going to be a, lot of a like, ton of, uh, you know, different levels. Touchy and, yeah. you know, and I'm confused moments. It's going right. to be, here's my hammer. Yeah. You know, where... <laughs> you know. <laughs> my, that's That was my line in high school. Yeah. <laughs> here's my hammer. Uh, here's my... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I... <laughs> <laughs> but to me, like that's why I think I think I think I think Hemsworth and Evans are really well cast because that's Agreed. who those guys were. 
How did you feel? And I would say the same thing about Black Panther. I remember Black Panther. I and loved the, having him in this. Me movie, too. By the yeah. Way. But I, I remember him in the comic books too. He was way stronger in this movie. He was a, a finesse guy in the comics. Right. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he had. I was like, oh, this, he's fucking some people up. Like, well, one of one of the things too is that they make reference to like this thing called vibranium. Yeah. Like uh, Captain America's shield is vibranium. Um, it comes from his home country. That's kind of where they mine it. Uh, and I think there was like a couple references to like, is was the Winter Soldier's arm vibranium? Like there was a couple weird things that were going on that weren't 100% explained. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things was that that possibly also enhanced his strength, like what the yeah. suit was made from. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, I, he was, now here's, here's the thing about with with Captain America Civil War. Basically, this was an Avengers movie yes. without Hulk and uh, Thor in it. it. Pretty much everyone else <laughs> right. was there. Right. Uh, but th- I really think there's a bit of a mandate now with like every one of these movies that comes out, you have to introduce a certain amount of new characters and bring other characters back. And I think this one really threaded the needle nicely. Mm-hmm. Like I thought... Uh, Black Panther had a reason to be in the film. Yep. Like he was literally the story wise. They didn't wise jam there. it in. They, they didn't, didn't just, jam it in. Like right. the, like like Batman Superman at the end of the movie where they just jammed in all of these superheroes. They're like, why are they there? Right. And and going back to to to, to how uh, Tony Stark finds Spider Man, he's been doing some. Re- he yeah. he investigated and yeah, found right. this kid and was like, yeah. okay. And, well, who do you think th- that Marvel? has left now we haven't seen a doctor strange well that's coming out in the fall is it mm-hmm. and who 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 old school are we missing power man and iron fist they're this, yeah those movies that... and, and they'll be on netflix they'll have their own shows on netflix yeah i thought there'd be a bigger silver surfer i know he was in the one movie but i really thought there would be a bigger well, you know what? Call for him i don't think you're gonna see him until they can get fantastic four correct because I mean that's that's with, his with yeah. Galactus and Silver yeah. Surfer. That's really where that kind of lies. And you might also have a rights issue again, where you have yeah, yeah. The Fox has the movie rights to Silver Surfer, so they probably have the rights to because uh, they have the rights to Fantastic Four, right? And Silver Surfer and Galactus, even though he was a cloud, uh, <laughs> we're we're in those movies. So there might be like a uh, a rights thing with certain characters. Why do you think they have failed so miserably with Fantastic Four? Because those characters, Marvel isn't because Marvel isn't doing them. Fox can't cannot get Fox them right. They keep hiring the incorrect people to make this. That's why I like the first cast. So the uh, first cast, I like the first cast of Fantastic Four. But not, you didn't say movie. Yeah, you said the cast. <laughs> I. It's your boy Chris Evans. I, but but actually, that's the first time I saw Chris Evans, and that's another role where I, I told I saw it with my wife. I'm like. That's perfect for him. Wise ass. Right. It's perfect. It's perfect, perfect, perfect. And I, I, I love that cast. I didn't mind that movie because I thought the cast was so watchable. Well, let me ask you this, like going into this. Well, what did you think of Baby Fantastic Four, the last the one? The last one. That with just all came. the kids. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I just like, you know what? I, I Here's the thing, like. Baby fantastic. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> not a fan. Not a yeah. fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. I, well, so um, 
going into this uh, Captain America Civil War yeah. film, how did you like all of the other Avenger and Iron Man movies? And love them. You love, yeah, right. The now, whole franchise. All love them. One of the things I will say about this movie too is, if you haven't seen all the movies coming before this, you'll be a little lost. You do yes. because these are really. And what I love about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they're setting these up like comic books. Like you know, you have your single, you know, uh, your your single issue, single hero ones, and then you also have like the Avengers, where everyone's there. But they all interconnect. What happens in one affects what happens in another. And uh, one thing I will say that I did like about this movie is many people that were in it, like uh, everyone had something to do. Like yeah. you know, Spider Man. Uh, I liked the way he was introduced. And I yep. liked the way he was fighting. And, you know, Ant-Man was, like, some, really good for some, like, comic relief and uh, some cool surprises in there, too. But, like, here's the one movie or the one character that I thought, well, he's definitely going to be it. And he wasn't. And I'm glad because I don't – they didn't feel forced to uh, shoehorn everyone in. Like, where was Nick Fury? Nick Fury's not in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as you know, like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. got – kind of disintegrated over after the last Captain America movie, but you think, well, he might have an opinion on what's going on. Nick Fury. It was, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing I really enjoyed about this movie is, and why it was smart when they did it in the comic to make the civil wars, because this is the problem you run into of bad guy wants to blow up the world. We all get together and fight him. Yeah, this right. was great because there was this dilemma. Like my girlfriend and I were like, I don't know. What would you do? Like after the movie, we we're like, would you, would you side with your, would you defend your buddy even and try to save him? Or would you just sign the deal so that the UN doesn't hate, you know, like, I, right? W- I'll tell you what I do. I, I, I look to Scarlett Johansson. I'm like, what team are you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me ask you a question. In the movie, and I did this a little bit because again, I am a bit of a comic book nerd and I'm not going to, we're not going to say which Civil War team won the fight. Sure. But going into the fight, weren't you like that side, one particular side is way stronger, right? <laughs> that, I mean, that's, those are the kind of things, like even in a comic book movie where obviously you have to suspend sure. reality. Right. Even in movies like that, what like because my wife said that, she goes, well, you just have to suspend reality. I go, I'm suspending my reality, but I'm living in the reality of that, that they've set up. Mm-hmm. So when when the, there's a logic bump in the reality that they've set up between those two teams, when you look at it on the billboard, you're like, that team is clearly 100% stronger. Because that, that dude shoots arrows, right? That's yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. He it's, shoots arrows? Okay, can't you just punch him in the face? Okay, yeah. I mean, and you can go down the line. Right, and that's the thing that I, that I, I found... Like the the action and the fight scenes, I thought were really cool. Yeah, me but too. I, but it was I, that that action was shot amazingly. It was uh, really good. The Russo, yeah. it's the Russo brothers. Yeah, right? yeah. There's one. They're amazing action directors. Yeah, there was one stunt, and obviously it was not real. But there was one thing I had never seen done before. I wonder if I can say it. It's a motorcycle. Yes, that was great. That was fantastic. You know exactly. What I'm I know exactly what. It, it like, was like I I saw that I was like what just was that i was that was that cg or did a yeah. guy do that that right. was or, amazing and i'll tell you something it, it looked good it, it looked, looked really amazing good, yeah. what and what i will what i love about going to the movies right now and i'm gonna just go ahead and throw this in there because i know you guys have talked about jungle book but i'll just say this because i saw it this weekend too Sure. when you are now in the theaters and not even thinking about cgi in a movie that's 100 percent cgi right that's how good it is. Yeah. Like when you're sitting there, especially with Jungle Book, which was basically 100% CGI. Right. And there wasn't one time in the 
because you used to go, oh, this is CGI. Oh, this is, and you yeah. would think about it a couple yeah. times. Well, I didn't. Did you think about it once in that entire so, film? Uh, that's what was amazing. It was like photorealistic, and uh, yeah. uh, one of the things too that the even the artists say, the CGI artists goes, you know, the the best work we do is when you don't notice us. You know, right. is uh, when you don't notice you, you're you, looking at a computer generated image. It's it's what uh, Dave Grohl told me. I go, how can you tell somebody's a great drummer? He goes, did you notice he was drumming? I go, no. He's like, that's a great drummer. Oh wow, mm. that's a great wow. That's it's really a great cool. drummer. It's a guy who drives the band and who is holding it all together, but you don't really notice him because that's how good he is. Wow, mm-hmm. right? So and that's what Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. so good, and but the same thing with like w- with Civil War, where they're in a movie like this, CGI has to be good. You don't want it That's, to take you out, right? Right, exactly. It didn't All take me this, out one time, and yeah. it has to be a mix of practical effects too. Otherwise, it, you know, the layering, everything could be off. Yeah, but too. that's 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 crystal. That's a good point because that's a tough thing to blend. Oh. Yes, it is. If if mm-hmm. the if the practical, if the CGI isn't done, then the practical stands so out, and you're like, well, right. that's practical, and that's a dumb computer, right? right. Like, <laughs> and yep. a movie like yep. this, where I mean, all of the fight scenes. Are 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 CG driven? Yeah, like they all have right. to be, especially yes. when you've got Iron Man in a suit and yeah. you know, like all of that okay. stuff. Whenever there's a superhero in a fight scene, there's going to be some yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> generated effects. Yeah. Dude, well, listen, guys, look, uh, you guys put out this show every week, right? Mm-hmm. There's three of us here. Did you watch the credits for Civil War? Oh yeah, I watch all of them. Too. Did you see how many people worked on oh, that yeah. film? That well, was the, the longest credit sequence well, I've ever seen. They just copied and pasted the visual artist from the Jungle Book, and they just put <laughs> <Yeah. the word. laughs> I'm sure everyone in, in the world worked on both movies. But it was visual effects. That list of credits. It's huge. It's a thousand, two thousand people. I you mean, also like, look at all the different locations. Amazing! Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm like, wow. this was a giant, giant film. Was it your favorite one? So you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. I loved Winter Soldier so much. I still think that's my favorite, but this is definitely up there. I think God. I think my favorites are Winter Soldier, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then probably this one. I love Guardians. Guardians mm-hmm. is great. I think I would I would take Guardians over this one, but this is probably my Civil War is probably my second favorite Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Then I would probably put like the first Iron Man and the first Avengers right in there. Yeah, you know but I, I do like. <laughs> I forget it's about. Like, it's like, well, you know, what's your favorite <laughs> yeah, awesome food? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It's hard Enjoyed because. Enjoyed all of them. Well, yeah. I, I forget about Guardians. And, and again, for me, just because I love humor, that had so much comedy throughout. Like a lot of movies quit on comedy about 30 minutes with 30 minutes left in the movie. Even right. comedies, by the way. Right, right. A lot of comedy. <laughs> you know what? A lot of comedies, a lot of comedies quit do. on like, comedy. You know, because it's this weird formula that never works, yes. by the way. is like we're making a comedy movie, Bo, but the last 20 minutes has to be serious. But it doesn't. Like, if you, look, even if we, one of my favorite comedies recently within the last couple of years is This is the End, right? To me, it was funny from beginning to end. Right. They never gave up on comedy. right. Um, and that's the key. Like, th- uh, you can be funny throughout. You can be funny while you're having heart. You can be, if yeah, you, yeah right? you can combine them. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians, that was funny from beginning to end just because he's so right. funny. And the, yeah, it was well, well, well written, like the Zoe Saldana thing, like your p- pelvic sorcery and all yeah. those yeah. little yeah. moments like that that they had. And this movie, too. Um, had well, a lot of really funny moments. And, 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 and each, each Marvel 
movie too i think that has like a, it's a fairly even tone you know mm-hmm. you could see like I, I think there's uh like every marvel movie even though they're all different they still have uh, a very similar almost like a color palette too the way they're shot the way they're um like the tone like they're not overly violent like crazy violent yeah like they always they're still comfortably in pg-13 and uh, i really think too it creates this connected universe in a much better way. Like if now, if you take Marvel and you go, well, the darker stuff, it's still connected, but we're going to put it somewhere else. It's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Daredevil, Punisher, sure. Jessica Jones—they're all connected. They're still in this world, but they're a different tone. They're they're shot differently. They're far darker. So we're going to put them over here, which is so smart because it's very smart. That's what comic books were. Is right, that why you exactly. think Daredevil hasn't worked on the screen because there's so it's so much more it's uh, the character is so much darker no absolutely not in the uh in the hands of a competent filmmaker and uh and screenwriter a daredevil movie could have been great who do you think who would you like to, who would you like to play daredevil like is there somebody that you're like oh, that because to me there I know, is i'm so in love with the netflix show now that i'm, I'm having right, a hard time right. seeing it another way i like that i like that show because it's different and it's dark mm. and there is, that guy is about as human as you get right he th- and that's the thing that I and that's why I think you could have you could have done a film version of what they're doing on Netflix for Daredevil. I think you could have done that because uh, and and I thought Guy Pierce would have been great at the time when the Daredevil movie came out. When, yeah, when the Ben Affleck version was out, I'm like, well, why did they pick Guy Pierce? He would have been great. It was like you know, just after Memento, right? He would have been really good. I think honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, and you guys, uh, please tell me that I'm wrong. But it seems like if you're gonna put him in the on the big screen, he can't be as human. We don't want to see the cuts and bruises. We don't want to see him. And maybe that's why they did that with Captain America. Maybe in order to get the mass amount of people, he truly needs to be superhero. That's a man. That's a, I don't know. That's interesting. Because right, on the small screen, human works a little better. You're in your house. You're, you're, you know what I mean? He's you're, like me. Yeah, you're in my living room. On the big screen, you maybe- larger than life. Yeah, maybe maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Maybe they found that that well, you, can't we, be as human. That's well, a it's, great point. It's, it's also a marketing thing, too. I think it's like, all right, our A-list superheroes are going to be in the big screen, mm-hmm. and the superheroes that not necessarily everyone has always heard of are going to be kind of here, It's too. true. It's true. That's true. Like, you're not going to see Batman in a show on TV. No. I, that's a great point, and I think there's there's got to be something to that because the big screen is larger than life, yeah. and now you've got two hundred and fifty million dollar budgets, and so you know what? Yeah. We need Chris Evans, and we need Hemsworth. We need guys that are jacked up, and then for for Netflix, we need no names, gritty, gritty, no name, New York right. apartment, yeah. Like mm-hmm. because it, listen, if you're spending two hundred fifty million dollars on a movie, that dude better be able to do something. Do you know right. what I mean? <laughs> like that, well, that where I can CGI able, it in. And, right. Not yeah, and and also better be able to not just that, but like mm-hmm. go on the Tonight Show yes. and do yes. all of that stuff, yeah. all of the PR leading. And up you to you it. also look at the way they handle the characters differently too. This is the one thing that DC has done. It's like you know the the big Batman version has always been big screen. However, you all you have animated versions, you know, for, and some of them for kids, mm-hmm. some of them are still from adults. They can go into TV shows and different lines, but you'll never see like a dark, gritty, big live action Batman because that's saved for the big, like you won't see Christopher Nolan's Batman mm-hmm. on a TV show. Right. The, the most you're going to see is a kid version of Bruce Wayne in an unwatchable Gotham. show on Fox. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> 
I'll say it. I'm not. I, 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 uh, did I ever tell you that I I pitched a movie to Stanley? No. Did I tell you? Okay. Oh my God. Tell us this story. Okay. I, I I thought I told you on my podcast. I didn't tell you this. Okay. So he in he he works uh, at a separate company from Marvel, mm-hmm. and he, his partner is a guy named Gil Champion. They're both really nice dudes, and they and a couple years back they were looking for a funny hangover type superhero movie right so they had me come in and pitch and i was like hey so listen i'm not gonna pitch that because everybody's trying to make a hangover movie and nobody's going to like this but i have my own take on one so i pitch the two of them a movie so every minute stan falls asleep and well, just he's, he's very old. Yeah. Uh, yes. It just and just a slow head drop. Mm-hmm. And so the first time he did it, the first thing I, I thought was he's dead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm the guy. My uh, pitch killed yeah. Stanley. <laughs> I just killed Stanley. Yeah. Right. So now you have your movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, I was like the pitch that killed Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that superhero. Yeah. Right. I'd watch it. Yeah. So I I was like I just killed him. And but so Gil clearly has been worked stand with Stan forever. No matter what I was doing in my pitch, that at that point when he fell asleep, Gil would laugh and kind of instead of hitting his armrest with his hand, he would hit Stan's armrest and Stan would jump up. So this happened like four times. That's great that they have a system. I know. And by the fifth time, he nods off and and Gil starts to laugh and I hold up my hand. I go, "Don't do that." I go, "Let the, let the man sleep." Like. So he clearly, if he's fallen asleep four times already in this three-minute pitch so far, he might need some rest. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, but I don't want – he goes, I don't want it to seem rude. I go, please. It's Stand making late. me uncomfortable. Let the man sleep. And he goes, he, he really does want to hear the pitch. I go, yeah, yeah. I have it written down. So just hand it to him when he wakes up and then just tell him I, it was an honor meeting him. Because I get to talk to him for sure. a couple minutes mm-hmm. ahead of time. Um, they actually ended up uh, – Loving the pitch, and they actually bought my pitch. It was a completely different take on on um, on superheroes, but um, it was a, a crazy meeting to sit with him because the first ten minutes, all I he was like, he's such a uh, magnanimous dude and generous with his time. He was like, before I start, I know a lot of people do. Do you have any questions just for me? And I was like, Whoa, Oh, that's great! Wow. Fuck yes, I, would- I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes, I do have a bunch. And, and um, they they were uh, he was such a um gregarious dude and humble. Yeah, like humble to the point where you're like. Do you understand? You know <laughs> what's going on. Like You're more important than Bill Gates. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, but but think about how far back and generally generationally how far his reach goes. Yeah, it's oh. pretty amazing mm-hmm. in today's society for him to still be relevant. Find find a guy that ha- that has influenced society, pop culture more. I mean, like. You could for prob- so long, for so long. For so long right. I mean, you could say the Beatles, time. or you could say somebody right. like that. But then, now his star, Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Who is definitely what I would have put. Definitely a close second, uh, just for length, <laughs> length of being around. <laughs> he probably look Stanley probably in the eighties. I would say early nineties. Mm-hmm. He wasn't as 
maybe in the 90s. Right. He wasn't as influential. It was when people stopped getting comics delivered to their sure. house. Sure. The movies hadn't really right. taken there off. There was a transition period where Marvel was go- pretty much going bankrupt. Yes. And that's when, you know, the cinematic universe kind of started is is where everything kind of turned around. And that's probably why that guy's so humble because he probably saw yeah. like it go down and then like this late And resurgent. comics have a resurgence too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, he also is humble, I think, and and I'm I'm paraphrasing and reading between the lines from talking to him. That he just did what he loved. Yeah, like and it's and it's like and at the end of the day, he's not curing cancer and he's not solving crime, but hopefully he's providing entertainment. Okay, first of all, as a disclaimer, we don't know he's not solving crime. Uh, yeah. The people who work under him are. Yes. <laughs> Just so you know, the people who work under him. Yeah. But it was an amazing experience and we're, that sc- we're still plugging away at that script, which I hope... Oh, That's cool. Great. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, well, before we wrap up on Civil War, let's talk about our sponsor for oh, the episode. Oh, yes. Casper Mattresses. Okay. Uh, we're really happy with them. Uh, you're still sleeping on yours. I'll There's tell you no what. Every, every time we have a Casper ad read, it's almost when I literally, I just got, uh, yesterday, I had a kind of a shitty travel day. Mm. Right. I've been sleeping in two different hotels. Uh, at and the same all, time. At the hotel at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I need a room for each one of my shoes. Uh, so, so these were not horrible. They were fine hotels. They were mm-hmm. decent. One was this like golf resort. One was a crown plaza. They were fine hotels. But I come home and I'm tired because I had to get up at 3.45 in the morning to go stand in a TSA line and miss my flight and stay at O'Hare and like all the shit. And so getting back to my bed, which is a mm-hmm. Casper mattress, is the greatest mattress it's the we're all sitting on the same mattress right now yeah we're, yes. all, we're, we're just laying together i'm in the middle it is yeah. the most comfortable casper mattress we all got our shirts off yeah it's, total natural yeah we're nodding off we every are, minute yeah. while josh is pitching yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i gotta slap chris's arm <laughs> but yeah it's this this mattress is amazing and uh the thing about it is again and i've said this before my previous mattress that i had which is very nice it was it had a uh, a memory foam a pillow top. Mm-hmm. It was a two thousand dollar mattress. This is these mattresses you can get for eight nine hundred bucks. Oh, it's five hundred for a twin, nine fifty for a king. Yeah, and uh, and you can eight fifty for a queen, nine fifty for a king, and all that stuff. And you get fifty dollars off if I'm not mistaken. Done. Yep. Just use the coupon code Comedy Film Nerds. Yeah. Go to uh, Casper.com slash Comedy Film Nerds. That's our landing page. Yes. And then land it. Land it. And then go and then insert the uh, vanity promo code, which is Comedy Film Nerds. And that's how you save 50 bucks. You get it delivered to your house, and there's a 100 day guarantee. So there's no risk. Send it back. No, sh- you don't have to pay the shipping if you don't Wait, like it. So you keep your mattress for 90 days. You fucked on it for 90 days. You send it back, and what do they do with that mattress? They fuck on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. Like when they return it after 99 days, you're like, you know what? Mm. Too much, too many stains on it. Yeah, now. yeah. Don't need it. Don't need it. What happens to that mattress? Yeah, they make porn out of it. <laughs> I. Oh, I'm just curious. Well, that's uh, that might be in the FAQs on the website. Yeah, yeah. We should, uh... <laughs> so go to the Somebody website. Yeah. Yeah. Slash yeah. comedy film nerds. Yeah, email out. support. Yeah. Find out what happens to your mattress. Hey, can I get one of those Graham Elwood used yeah. mattresses? <laughs> I'm just having a great deal on my used yeah. sex mattresses. Every 90 days, I throw in and I get a new one. one the- yeah. Can I get a, one of those old Graham Elwoods? <laughs> Give me a Graham Elwood for 75 bucks. <laughs> they still sleep well. 
They sleep great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go. Let's talk about uh, the trailers that we saw. Yes, indeed. Well, first, I want to just wrap up real quickly. Um, okay. Civil War. Uh, I thought it was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it. We all I thought, liked it. And we're going to go into more depth into the spoiler. But one thing I did, I did want to mention that we didn't get to is that there was a villain in this movie. Yeah. For sure. And I think because it was so busy and there were so many things going on, I thought it was an interesting take on a villain i just wanted to see a little bit more like i wanted to see a little bit more of the backstory i wanted to see a little bit more of the motivations and i'll get into more in the spoiler but i thought uh um it was interesting enough that like oh i kind of and that's like a sign of a really good movie like normally you go oh it's too long i didn't want to see this much i actually wanted to see a little more i guess for me i was so enthralled with the civil war with the Mm -hmm. dispute between friends and they, they everyone was making good points that I didn't notice that as much. Right. I have to tell you, and I had the exact opposite reaction. I liked that they kept they kept dangling you as to who this dude was. Right. Right. I liked that. Listen, for me, in a lot of my movies, and and, and by the way, TV shows too. I don't need all the information up front. Don't assume that I am. I, I would rather be curious. Right. For oh, I, a, for I'm a not, little longer. I'm not saying I wanted it up front. I wanted to see eventually, like uh, oh, yeah, when yeah, it yeah, was yeah, revealed, yeah, just yeah. a little more. Uh, I get that. I, I mean, that's yeah. a good. I I would I would like to see more of that dude and where he came from. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. So, all which right, I'm sure we're gonna see. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. There's gonna be more of this. Yeah, uh, I think so. Biggest, it had the biggest opening weekend of any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Did it really? Even the Avengers ones. I'm almost positive. Oh wow. I thought it did. Well, no, it did 179. But it released a week prior internationally, so it's already oh, done gotcha. like six hundred million dollars around the world. Right, that's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, know. Cube, I mean, movies could do a billion dollars. A billion. They dollars. sure can. Mm-hmm. That quickly is, now. Quickly, it's not going to take years to hit that number anymore. But what what is also crazy to me about that is just the state. Of film, like that's all done in three weeks. Right, the the lion's share of it. Right, you know, um, I don't know how old you guys are, but there were times where you'd be like, oh, "I'm not going to see that," and then seven weeks later, it's still in the theaters. You're like, right, oh, you could still catch it. I'll go, yeah, st- yeah. I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. You better see a movie in the first three weeks. You better mm-hmm. if it lasts past that. It's like, wow, it's really amazing. Well, one, yeah. one of the things when you had multiplexes, you actually had sixteen screens. There was a different movie on each screen. Yeah. Now you have sixteen screens. You know, uh, fourteen of them will have Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, so yeah. anything not playing on that screen is only going to be there for a week or two. It's also amazing to me that because of that, word of mouth, like I don't remember well, the last look, the, the big big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, something like that mm-hmm. that built, and they gave it a t- time to build, and it really did. And right. word of mouth, you don't see that anymore at all, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's, you talk about that a lot, Graham. I remember. Is there a movie you can think of like that's word no, of mouth more like recently like that? There's been a couple of what what's happened now is the the social media word of mouth. There has been some smaller movies that do well on on demand that have the dual release. They're in a couple theaters, but people are discovering it more on demand. There like are the invitation mm-hmm. is one that that went all through kind of social media and people were talking about that movie but again not a big theatrical release it's mm-hmm. making its money on demand it's really people are getting more creative there are some movies that had a like the limited release but then the social media buzz was so big that i mean that kind of helped the hangover a little bit when it came out 100 percent, because everyone was like oh this movie looks all right and then the by the end of the weekend everyone was on online going hilarious and that it beat out 
like another big movie in its second weekend, if I remember correctly. That was back in what two thousand nine or something like that. So that it's it it is the I think the big blockbusters like this with the two hundred million dollar plus budgets. They have a short window. If they don't make it quick, they're done. Right. But some smaller indie films can, if they get some legs, they'll keep them out there because they know that there's other revenue streams than just yep. domestic. And box even office. theatrically, that movie is going to be in one of the smaller theaters. Sure. That, uh, that the uh, theater chain's not that worried about losing mm-hmm. a ton of money to have right. it there. Um, so you also see too. The with these big budget movies, the opening weekend is watched very, very closely. And then, like you know, we had with Batman versus Superman, the huge drop off on week two. I'm like, all right, well, that's going to start to trickle mm-hmm. out of the movie. This is going to have an. This is going to have a big second weekend. This Civil, is. Civil War oh, for yeah, sure. It's yes. gonna be huge. it's going to be it's going to be mammoth because I and and I think people know this. There's not a lot of. Um, well, there's Money Monster coming. Yeah, we'll t- we'll get to it in a sec. But there's not there's not a big there's not another blockbuster movie like the studios. I think have kind of realized that they don't want to they don't want to kill shoot themselves in the foot by releasing a- another blockbuster this second weekend. Like I think even X Men, it's still a week or two away. X Men is Memorial Day weekend. Why do you think? Yeah. Like if you look at the Marvel and X Men, you look at the actors in X Men, you look at the actors in the Avengers. These are monster actors who on their own have huge draws dc has not been able to do that as much why how could you not get the two biggest actors in the world to be in batman versus superman do you know what i mean how could you not it's how is that i don't know what dc's doing they they're gonna have to go back and retool (laughs) there's and i'm sure they're doing that right now because the amount of money they put into pr and marketing Mm -hmm. And look, and you I, can get over that too. Like you don't have to have a giant name for Batman no. versus. You could really like it doesn't if it's a good movie. Doesn't you know? Uh, with Christian Bale when he started doing the Batman, he wasn't a giant giant star. He was known, but uh, he was a great actor. Yeah, he was known right. as he a was great a, actor. He, That's exactly. A good point. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he could he could dive in like my. I don't. I'm not a Ben Affleck hater. I know a lot of people are. I like the guy. I'm not a Ben Affleck hater. I've turned the corner on him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was a hater after Daredevil, and uh, then after yeah. the Town, I was back on board. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I just don't know if this is his genre. We're gonna find out. He's directing a That's soul a great, uh, Batman movie. Great question. We're gonna find out. Yeah, if he can handle because I think he's a great director. I love Argo. Too. I love the town. Me too. And, and I like him as an actor. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt one last one time. more time. <laughs> Dude, listen, Gone Baby Gone, it's really good movie. Fantastic. Really good movie. Fantastic. And, and, and a small, quiet film. Right. Right. And the, with a lot of subtleties in the town. Well, I yeah. liked Argo. That was a giant yes. period. Yes. Film, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not. That is the superhero movie is such a completely different genre. It's its yeah, own animal. Not, it really are. is. I mean, I think John Favreau. Actually, that, oh God, he's John that's a good Favreau. point because all of his great movies are grounded. Yes, they're they're more reality they, based. They are with drama it, based. They're and he does subtle and real in his movies mm-hmm. very well. That's why I will say this. I think because of all these factors that we're bringing up, I think that's why I will give his one-off directing the Batman movie, I think that's 
the Batman Superman, I, it was so shitty. I normally would be like, I'm not watching another one of these fucking dumb movies ever again. But the fact that he, he Ben Affleck, is directing himself as Batman in the next Batman movie, that I think has a chance to be grounded in reality in the sense that Batman is the superhero that wasn't bitten by a spider or coming right. from a crazy planet or whatever. So he has a shot here to put his... Di- we'll see. It, this, And we might walk away going, hey, he just can't do superhero movies. And that's not the worst thing in the world. No. You know what I mean? We'll it's find just, out. Yeah, we're going to find out. Well, you know, we're going to see him as Batman again before that. He's in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I will I will say, and I know you say it's not the worst thing in the world, but I don't know if you know this, but comic book fan, not that nice to people online. <laughs> 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 so might be the worst thing in the world for him. But like, they're not that, they're not like, oh, let's give him another chance. I don't know if you know this, but the comic book fan. A little less forgiving? Kind of rough. We, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't had much experience yeah. with that one. <laughs> kind of rough. We, where you would just want to remind them, same with Star Wars fans. Just, just so you know, guys, movie, not real. <laughs> I mean, just this is still all fun for everybody. I know you don't think the suit looks real, but it's not. It's not, it doesn't look real because it isn't. It's not oh. real. It's someone's interpretation. So, all right, all right trailers. Speaking of interpretations, uh, uh, Inferno. Inferno. Oh my God. Uh, You've read all these all, books. I've these read are all, all the these Vinci books. Code books. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I can almost say I've read all these books and. I want to say not by choice, but no, no one forced me to. I did mm. read them. I was interested. And one of the things, I was a huge um, Dante's Inferno fan. I love, like, the interpretation of uh, of Dante's Hell. And uh, here's the thing That's about a fun this movie. read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like reading. Bedtime. <laughs> so... And this is this is another you know Da Vinci Code movie uh-huh. directed by Ron Howard. So I'm already like, nope, I'm done. I'm really done. so because like uh, I like Ron Howard. Here. I love Ron Howard. I don't, oh God! All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you don't. <laughs> Chris is gonna leave. <laughs> I'm about, this is my house, but I'm leaving. That's it. I can't be part of this conversation. Uh, but anyway, so you have Tom Hanks, great actor, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also uh, the Da Vinci Code movie and then angels and demons was the next one although the angels and demons was actually the first book it it was one of those things where i remember reading the book inferno thinking to myself this is just like a movie i want that time back that i actually was reading this book Um, um, dan brown has one trick in him he writes a travelogue with riddles in it pretty much he just goes around to all these different european cities with a bunch of riddles and then the movie ends and then the book ends and that's it Uh, i'm sure he's super happy to hear that yeah and that, that's all Great he travelogue, does. Great travelogue, Danny. Because, yeah. <laughs> because the, uh, the Inferno Riddle me this, Danny. is easily the worst of the three. It, it's, it, it's the dumbest, and it's also, you see it coming a mile away, what's well, going to happen. It, and uh, Graham and I just watched the trailer, and I said immediately, I said, you know what? If I hadn't read his dumb book, I probably would have thought, oh, you know what? The trailer looks pretty good. And that's what, what I said. Yeah, I went, oh, of, the trailer looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on. It's apocalyptic. It's, uh, it's a good you know, whodunit. By yeah, the way, yeah. Serves you right for reading. Yeah. <laughs> That'll learn you. Yeah. Just yeah. roll in like Graham. Yeah, What's I, on TV? Yeah, I should. <laughs> that looks shiny and yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should really just I'm let enjoy other some popcorn do with that for me. Yeah. And then interpret it poorly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, am, I am not going to see this movie. And uh, I, I ever even even at your house in bed no, on no, demand. No, I'll never, I'll never watch this movie just because even the source material, the book itself was so I, dismal. I. And this, um, this is my prediction. Uh, Graham will go see it, and he will be disappointed. Could be true. It's this is the, this is. I watch a trailer like this, and I go, "Oh, I hope that's in a theater when I'm on the road with nothing to do, or mm-hmm. on a plane, on a plane, <laughs> on a plane, on a plane." Yeah. I'll be like, "Great!" I, mm-hmm. I. By the way, I 
my wife is like, do you want to go see that? I'm, 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 I always say, I'm watching that on the plane. That's a plan. <laughs> That's a plan. I'm watching that on a plane. I'm watching that on a plane. That'll get me yeah. to Cleveland. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that movie will get me to Cleveland. So. Exactly. Uh, and the next uh, trailer was Independence Day Resurgence. I am excited to see this because I know it's going to be just the right amount of ridiculous. It will definitely be. It'll be hilariously ridiculous. In a, it'll be a fun ridiculous. Right. I, I think it's uh, Jeff Goldblum like, uh, trying to act serious with all the CGI surrounding him. I think it's going to be just really goofy and dumb. Uh, I think it still might be fun, though. Theapartment.com, really- dude? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, okay. I didn't one know of my favorite about. parts. Of, <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a sci-fi yeah. movie. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. One of, one of my favorite parts of the trailer, <laughs> too, uh, with for Independence Day Resurgence is like uh, uh, they show because uh, Will Smith is not going to want to do this movie, but they yeah. show a photograph of him. Like, see, remember he was in the first one. He's a big star. Don't yeah, don't forget Will Smith was in here. Uh, so. like, it was like Marlon Brando and Superman. Three yeah. or something right. like that. <laughs> just said like Kal El. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I would have seen it if they had cast Randy Quaid. Right. If they had brought him back. <laughs> <You're ready>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy if somebody would be like, I'm not going to see it if they don't bring Randy Quaid back. <laughs> bring back the Quaid. Yeah, he's on the big she's she's fly he's what if he was flying the big ship? What oh, if that's the I twist so. in that? <gasps> I'm gonna write hashtag bring back Quaid. Uh, bring back Quaid. Quaid. I Oh, hashtag Quaid Surgeons. Oh Quaid, Quaid Surgeons. There it is. Quaid Surgeons. <laughs> Are you gonna see it? Uh, yeah, this one I'll see for sure. I mean, I, I thought the first one was just big, dumb fun. Yeah, um, the plot and story was ridiculous. Who cares? And uh, but it was really fun, and I think this one will be fun uh, as well. Can I ask you a question about going to see movies? Because I I know how I enter them, mm-hmm. but that's interesting way. Do you go in with that movie? So you set your sights a little lower, right? And you go, this is what I think it's gonna be. Right. Because I think a lot of people ruin movies, their own movie experience, by expecting too much. Yeah, exactly. I think that's Do you know a, what I mean? That's I, a great I think point. We definitely lower our expectations. And even sometimes when we do that, they're also not met. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because sometimes we're, um, you know, we, we get tricked by a trailer or whatever. But yeah, we, we try to do that. I think Graham and I both do that, where we kind of set our expectations for the movie that we're going to see. And like, there's no problem going, ah, this is going to be big, dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, go. Popcorn movie. Yeah, popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Aliens, blow them up. Great. Yeah. You know, I think like, uh, real, you know, Civil War is something now that, that all those Marvel movies have established themselves as being Agreed. very good. I had so, a higher bar for I, that. I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I was also pretty confident because the trailer looked good, all the movies they've done in the like they have a great track right. record going into this that I'm like, this is gonna be good and it was. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I hate to be that one filmmaker that fucks it up. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you yeah, know yeah. they're they're coming. There's gonna be one guy that really screws the pooch. I don't think movies. so. Here's why. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel is so protective. They get it. They mm-hmm. get the franchise, they get it needs to be done correctly. I think that is that as long as Marvel is in charge in this way, they won't allow that to happen. Right. Well, you mean like they might fire someone halfway through? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did they do that? In Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah. they left creative differences. By the way, I never saw Ant Man. Am I missing out? I well, we split on that. I actually really liked it. Graham didn't like it. Was it was okay. Much. It's it's. I thought it was more like a superhero for spy kids. Yeah. Kind. It was. It was definitely. It's a, a kids movie, a, which is that's not bad. More but, of a kids movie. But he's a sure. funny. Again, I like him. He's funny. Yeah. And, and a watchable guy. Yeah. Right. Paul Wright's great. Yeah. I liked his involvement in this in this Captain America. Me too. America. It was yeah. great. Um, but Would have loved to see him in Jungle Book, but that's another thing. <laughs> 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 if he had just jumped. <laughs> <laughs> running through the jungle. 
<laughs> on top of some leopard. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> All right, DVD. DVD now, and and we should have another section, plane movies. We should have a plane movie. Uh, Here, speaking um, of plane break. movies, I saw the new Point Break. That and? Came. I saw it on a plane. It was a blast. Perfect plane movie. Mm-hmm. Perfect plane movie. Um, would you have paid for it in the theater? Probably not. Probably not. Now, I talked about it. I was on Doug Loves Movies podcast, and I said, this movie's not bad. And there was like a, a, a hush over the theater, or the, the comedy club. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. And here's the thing. Now, the point was made when this movie came out. There's like, there's no stars in it. The first one had Keanu Reeves and, and Patrick Swayze. This has mm-hmm. no stars in it. I will say this. The message of this movie is, is, uh, is not bad. It's guys aren't just like going on for kicks, robbing banks. Mm-hmm. They're trying to give back and make the world better. Mm-hmm. Like they're stealing money and giving it to people. And they're, 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 so that's kind of cool. But it's just, it's a fucking GoPro video. Like it's one amazing, <laughs> Is they it? get amazing footage. Like it's, they have guys doing amazing stunts and they're no CGI, very little. It seems to me, it felt like a lot of like that was a, but Laird Hamilton was CGI'd into the movie. Right? Yeah, he was. He actually, <laughs> yeah. Laird Hamilton is in the film. Oh, he is in the film. Is he? Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> but, but it's, so it was, there, there are cool stunts. But the other thing too, when people are like, oh man, so like the original one. Come on, the original one is no goddamn Godfather. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's called that what it is. Like I agree. It's yeah. so funny because it's so funny when people look back on something from 25 years ago. That was the best. Was it? What really was point blank? Keanu Reeves is a surfer named Johnny Utah. That was the best. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't need the a best. So you're telling me that Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, that movie, the best. Gary Busey was his FBI boss. The best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Lori Petty is the crazy surfer. The best. The best. <laughs> the best. Okay, I'm just trying to. I figure just want to make sure we got all our facts right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's worth seeing. I mean, if, if it's worth if if you need to watch it on a plane or occupy time or something, great, Done. great. So, and I saw um, Stray Dog. This is the uh, Kurosawa film about a, a a police officer. This is, I think, it was fifties. I I can't remember exactly, but I was always interested in seeing this film. Who loses his gun? It's stolen from him, and then it begins to be used in crimes, and how he's trying to track it down, and also how he feels responsible for those crimes. Mm-hmm. So it it's a deceptively simple film. Like what year was it? Is it forty nine? Even earlier. Um, it's it, it's very very simple setup, and also you're like, well, this isn't really that relevant. And then uh, the thing I love about Kurosawa movies, it starts to get into some interesting questions about morality and even some philosophy. Like um, the person who took the gun. Is it, does circumstance make him a criminal? He was poor. You know, a lot of people, a lot of money. He had to take it if he had a good job or if he was in a good, you know, um, a financial state, would he have taken it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Would he have committed those crimes? And then the other thing that's interesting is that if you feel sorry for the criminal you're trying to catch, can you be an effective police officer? Oh, wow. So it got into some really interesting questions. He's like, you can't think that way or you can't be a cop because we're catching criminals. We're catching bad guys. So if you're looking at them as victims, how are you going to be a cop? That seems um, to be, though, and I hadn't thought about that. That happens in a lot of cop movies. Well, what was the one with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez? Oh, Out of sight? Out of sight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even in The Fugitive. With, so, eventually, that kind of seems to be... It, that is part of the theme in the Captain America movie. Right. If, uh-huh. like, 
well, there's the law, but right, then right. What you know, are, these guys committing area. all these horrible crimes. Well, he was brainwashed, but he still did them. Right. right. You know, so it's, is where's he the responsible? responsibility? Yeah. And uh, should you feel sorry for him or should you be, you know, trying to stop him? Right. Uh, so it was a really interesting starring, movie. starring uh, Toshiro Mufune, by the way. His fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, although it, it does take you out a little bit because it is so dated, there's a couple places like... The CGI uh, is terrible, the, the right? The CGI is terrible. <laughs> it's in it. Yeah, yeah. In a black yeah, and white <laughs> Japanese a, cop uh, movie. Yeah. There was a, <laughs> Some origami flies there. Was a, <laughs> what? There was a giant samurai that they had to stop from destroying the city oh, at the sure. end. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, one of the places I just started laughing out loud you know they go to the CD area and there's like a bunch of dancing girls and you know the dance they do is very 1940s so it looks ridiculous and all it re- literally looks like the dancing girls are wearing diapers like just from the old costumes in Japan keep talking uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we found Josh's weird happy fetish. spot. That's yeah, what his podcast is about uh, <laughs> diaper dances. Yeah. Is that the name of your podcast? You guys better make some room on the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it is a it is a great Kurosawa film. I really enjoyed it. Like, um, get past like the the kind of very slow setup. Again, it is a nineteen forty nine film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is definitely worth your time. Uh, also coming out on DVD, Deadpool loved it. Yeah, you're gonna if you missed it in the theater, definitely check it out. Loved it, and mm-hmm. you gotta know, I'm sure the DVD is gonna have a bunch of bonus shit on there. Yeah, and this I loved it coming from somebody who was not familiar with the character mm-hmm. one iota. Right, that was even to, I think made me enjoy it more because I was so taken aback by I was like, oh, this is a different type of superhero. All together. Well, I think that's right. the mark of a good superhero movie is when the purists who knew the character from reading it, and then people who weren't that familiar with it, they all like it. Yeah, that 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 tells right. you it's a it's a good film. It, um, the transition. And you know what else sometimes takes me out that didn't is spending a lot of time in a movie watching somebody talk to me who's wearing a mask. Right. Right. <laughs> that has taken like the very there was a I forget what Spider Man it was. Was it the first one where uh, Tobey Maguire is talking to um, what's his name, Green Goblin? Uh, who played Green Goblin? Uh, skinny dude with ripped, looks like Iggy Pop. James Franco. No, or the uh, the the father, the, the father, <laughs> which was uh, 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 William Defoe. William Defoe, William Defoe. I- I- Iggy Pop of the movies, right? <laughs> but you know, there was a couple of scenes where they were talking to each other, and you just couldn't see any either of their faces. I'm like, I am. I'm out. I'm out because I'm not seeing either mouth move, and they're just kind of sitting there, not really moving. And Ryan Reynolds, even with all that, right. kept you. I know. Very few actors can pull that off for sure. Right? Like, it's a different when, thing when you're when you're acting when your face is completely concealed. Like uh, it's a little trivia, Star uh, Star Trek trivia. Gene Roddenberry understood that when he was making Star Trek, uh-huh. so he said whenever he would do an alien makeup, he would always leave the eyes and mouth exposed smart so the actors could uh, emote now that's why that dude on home improvement was so good yeah i think i'm trying to think like yeah best fence guy working yeah, like, he beat a lot of fence we guys just need a bunch of bring in all the fence actors you know and we'll see who we got i got one guy I, i'm thinking like who put a really good performance with a with a mask on the whole time and I, I'm thinking of V for Vendetta Hugo Weaving right? yeah. that's a, a great really example job. Yep. that's a great example it's not easy to pull off it sure. has to well I mean obviously you're almost working as sort of a voiceover actor you know what I mean like you, you it's more about your inflection and everything and then and obviously you gotta give credit to the dialogue because yep. if if uh, the 
if the if the dialogue that they used a lot for for V for Vendetta, which they took a lot of the dialogue from the comic, from the graphic novel, which yeah. is really compelling dialogue, and the jokes of Deadpool, like he had funny ass shit to yeah. say, right. man. And that if there wasn't that funny, if it was like the typical sort of the Ryan Reynolds from all those bad rom coms, that then you would have noticed that goddamn mask. By the way, uh, yeah. bite your fucking tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you better not say anything bad about Ryan Reynolds. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awesome. So, now we have the boy. This is the horror movie about the uh, the creepy doll movie. Uh, really, a creepy doll horror. Yeah, movie. and uh, none of us saw it. So uh, yeah. let us know, yeah, how, let it us know how it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, where Good to in, where to invade next is the new Michael Moore uh, documentary. So I didn't see I, it either. It was in the theaters for like a minute. Yeah, and uh, so I'm so. If you're a fan of his, I'm sure uh, not you'll enjoy a this. fan of his. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Like, I know these are more, like, his his point of view propaganda more than they are documentaries. It's propaganda. But uh, he is entertaining. So there, there is an entertaining yeah, element I, about his filmmaking. I have a problem when you put something out. I have a problem when you put something out that you're portraying as fact and that a lot of people who are watching it are going to take away as fact. And it's propaganda. It's It's so heavily tilted to one side. Now, there's a lot of times where I agree with his side. But it's, by the way, a lot like Bill Maher. A lot of times I agree with what Bill Maher's saying. I just can't fucking stand the way he says it. Right. Right? I can so understand that. That's, so a, that's a valid criticism. It's the yeah. same thing with this guy. Like, a lot of times I'm on his side. Mm-hmm. It just is so clearly tilted that I just can't. It's propaganda. So portray the film that way instead of telling people, oh, these are the facts yeah, I, of the case. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. My thing with, with Michael Moore, I always, I feel very similar to that. I always feel like, when I go to a Michael Moore movie, I'm not going to a documentary. And I'm not saying all documentaries are noble and fact-based. It's no, still, everybody has their point of view. Everything's subjective. Right. Everything's mm-hmm. subjective. But his is so subjective that I always just go in say, thinking, like what Chris said, I go, I like his filmmaking, so I'm going to go watch this as a movie that's entertaining. It yeah. that might have some some stats in it or facts that I sort right. of agree with or, or interesting information that I might want to go learn more about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but I, I, I don't go into his movies like, oh, I'm seeing a documentary and I'm going to learn more about this thing because I just – I know it's – not like to say it's, yeah. it's slanted. Uh, and the next movie is Synchronicity. We actually talked about this movie. I saw this movie on demand. It was a fun, trippy uh, time travel movie in like real low budget right. in the spirit of like Primer. Mm-hmm. Who was in uh, it? Uh, oh, gosh. It was like no, it, nobody it, you'd recognize except Michael Ironside. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very low budget. Like, like, Recent? Like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it just Chad McKnight, Brianne mm-hmm. Davis. Like it's a very low budget film. It was directed by Jacob Gentry. But, uh, but definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah. You like a lo- yeah. Definitely for like, you know, low budget sci-fi. Yeah. Low budget mm-hmm. sci-fi, man. We've talked they're about doing interesting things. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're so because they they have such limitations in mm-hmm. terms of budget. They don't have the hundred million dollar budget. They've got a million. And so they're having to be really creative. So it's forcing them to be really inventive in terms of using the science fiction to help tell a really cool right. story. And this is almost like a one-room time travel movie. I mean, yeah. it's that it, it, it's that low budget and that confined, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely interesting. Are you guys going to review my wife's film? She's directing a, a feature this summer. Yeah, what is it? I, 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 she wrote it. It's a book adapt- adaptation, and she wrote it, and she's directing it. She yeah. wrote it, and it, she did such a good job with the script that people were like, you write like a director. Do you direct? And she said, yeah. I do. But I've only directed like my own stuff and they're like, we don't need to find anyone else. 
because in her writing, she has she writes in all of other directions. Love yeah. to see it. Yeah, and she films in. Uh, uh, we'll when I'll come back and we'll make yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. can you let us know the name of it? It's or? called Forever My Girl. Forever My Girl. Nice. Okay. All right. Um, so in the site spotlight and the fan feedback, uh, this is the weekly film news. Uh, there's obviously already reviews of Captain America and Civil War. And Neil will be in to talk about the Turner Classic Movie Film Festival, although he already posted his uh, um, his, his experiences there and some really great things. He kind of came back. He was like, you know, I, I wanted to see more, but I got exhausted because he was literally there like 16 hours. For, uh, it's a lot of movies, man. Yeah, it's a lot um, of movies. And then uh, we also have CJ's takes on Captain America and Neighbors 2. I'm surprised. Wow. God bless CJ for going to see that movie. That's an uh, old move. Um, did you not like Neighbors? So I did not like Neighbors. Uh, now, CJ and I split on that. CJ actually liked it. I yeah. Didn't. I, that's like, you know how you have like uh, like plane movies or mm-hmm. movies? See, I have weed movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Neighbors is a good movie. So I was like, that's a weed movie. And as a weed movie... I give that four buds up. That was like it was because a weed movie just needs four scenes that make you double over laughing. Mm-hmm. Right. The dildo fight I could get high and watch every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> every single day of my life I could be like let's watch the dildo fight again. So I think I would as a weed movie mm-hmm. Like, there are certain things that I would not go see not high. That's one of those movies. All right. But I'll go to that All high. Right. Well, that's a good disclaimer for seeing it. <laughs> see it high. <laughs> I should put that on the poster. They should see it high. So, <laughs> They'd sell a shit ton of tickets. Oh, I, I forgot. I wanted to say this up front. Um, uh, one thing about the Kickstarter, like I said, thank you guys so much for, you know, it funding uh, last week. Uh, I got an email from the our, uh, from our account rep at Kickstarter mm-hmm. and said, congratulations, it funded, that's great. And this was probably the most entertaining comment section in the history of Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys kickstart? We, uh, a graphic novel. You did a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So, and uh, we did, a, uh, we called it Foul Mouth Outreach. Yeah, and, foul. Uh, uh, Told we, people after they donated <laughs> to write like, can't wait to see this fucking thing and yeah, cock wagon and all, we Every just week said, this week, would be try this one. Word. And then we'd get 20 people... <laughs> That's right, awesome. that's crazy. You have an illustrator also, so, or you yeah. illustrate? No, it's uh, I have an artist. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's our. It's the third project we've kickstarted. Mm-hmm. We did the first year the LA Podfest on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. We kickstarted the documentary. Yes, and, and earbuds. Oh, we're going to be speaking of earbuds. We're going to be announcing the uh, premiere festival in a couple of days. Yes, mm-hmm. coming up. We're in a festival in June, and we will tell you which one as soon yes. as they allow us to. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which will be very soon, uh, and premiering this week. You mean as soon as it's on. 100%. <laughs> as soon as they really say you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. When I see it on the website, that's what I'm going to tell you. That's like when people yeah. say, did you get that job? When the check cashes, yeah. I will tell you that yeah. I got the job. Exactly. But until it cashes, I have no job. When I'm on the set shooting. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tweet something out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and premiering this week is Money Monster. This is the George Clooney movie. I'm excited. Josh is definitely shaking his head. You don't think it looks good. I'm not excited at all. Mm-hmm. At all. I, I don't know why. My wife is super excited. She's so like, this isn't a high? This isn't a uh, pot I'm movie? I'm definitely not getting <laughs> high and <laughs> seeing this. George I just, his head. I honestly like, I love George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I've never been the hugest Julia Roberts person, but I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'll, I'll this is a plain movie for sure. me. 
Uh, but definitely, I'm not going to theater. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think this will either be a plane movie or really bored on the road for me. Like, yeah, am I gonna, Saturday afternoon. Now, yeah, I'm, I, I have a little bit higher hopes for this film. I really think it'll be like one of those. Uh, How come? Like, uh, a, I think it'll be kind of like an indictment and a, a uh, an interesting take on. All these nonsensical money gurus who tell you how to invest and do your money and how they're all absolute bullshit. So I'm wondering, too, like, is there like a deeper conspiracy going on or is it uh, does it shed light on some stuff? I don't know, because from the trailer, you're not really sure what's going on. Maybe that's what it is. So and and, and let me clarify. I shouldn't say I don't like Julia Roberts. mm -hmm. She just doesn't at this point. I'm not taking money out of my wallet to go to a theater because she's in a movie. Right. But I think she does amazing work and so for me that it's a plane or you know what there's also like i'll watch that in the hotel on demand all right do you know what i mean yeah Yeah, that kind of thing i'm hoping this movie is better than the trailer leads it on so i have i have some hope for this movie i think if i were to see i could see this in the in the movies if it's at a food theater one of those reclining seats there you go maybe it is now that now you're mentioning it it could just be the trailer because i every time i watch the trailer i'm like I have no idea. Yeah. That's a great yeah, point. That, that's the problem too. Like I should know. Yeah, they should have. They yeah. could have cut together a bad because mm-hmm. it looks like it looks like the kind of trailer that would have like, you know, Ashton Kutcher in it or something. Yeah, like <laughs> and you're like really Clooney, but I, that's maybe that's what maybe it is the trailer because I I'm with you. Like I watched mm-hmm. the trailer and I do love George Clooney and I think he one of the reasons that like for me. I even some actors that I don't love that much, I'll go see movies they're in because I know they always make great choices. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So even if I'm not like, like oh, Jennifer I fucking, Aniston. Yeah, exactly. Like a Jennifer <laughs> Aniston or Angelina Jolie, yeah. one of those two. But 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 they're actors that I know make great choices. Where I'm like, I don't love that person, but they make great choices. And I I'm with Clooney. Like I trust his, his script wise. I trust when he reads a script and he knows how to write a script and, and help. Right. So I'm like, oh, this should be good. That's I feel the same way about Clooney, but I also kind of feel that way about Julia Roberts because I'm excited to sort of see, a, I like a scared, half-crazed Julia Roberts. Yeah. Not the one from Valent, whatever, the new Mother's Day. That, that. But that's where I, anytime she does like the Valentine's Day or the Mother's Day or the New Year's Eve or the Arbor's Day or the ground, <laughs> you know, all, whatever they're doing. It seems like Gary Marshall's making a movie oh, for every wow. holiday. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, we certainly had that discussion last week. It's disheartening what oh, Mr. Marshall is doing. But, uh, oh, yeah. I can't wait for the Memorial Day movie because, oh, you know, be that's going to be a big one, everybody. It's be huge. <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> Celebrate yeah. the worker. You don't have to take off to go see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, High Rise. Now, this is a weird, like, indie movie about crazy shit that happens in a high rise like a tom hiddleston i don't think i've seen the trailer it's a it's a weird kind of thing it's like it's another one of those trailers where you're like well i have no idea what's going on but it's kind of counting on that whereas like do you like chaos and mystery of like a guy that moves into a high rise and weird shit's going on like i kind of do all right (laughs) i'll uh i'll I'll check it out like in a Um, uh, pacific what was the movie with michael keaton pacific Pacific is in a pacific heights way is that what it is well crazier like weirder like you know all the different people who live in this High rise got right. weird shit going on, like that oh. kind of thing. Almost yeah. like a high rise blue velvet kind of thing. Like a <laughs> weird rise blue velvet. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board for yeah. high rise blue velvet. Yeah. And uh, the next one is Jimmy Vestwood. This is American Hero. This is Maz Jabrani's. Oh, right. This is movie. the movie that he was talking about making yeah, when he yeah. was on the show last mm-hmm. year, and it's so finally coming out. Finally getting a release. So 100% uh, going to see that. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. Uh, he was, we have to have him back on. We got to have him back on. Out. 
That's cool. He was a uh, headline in the Hollywood Improv recently. His pr- the premiere was in Westwood uh, this week. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super happy for him, dude. Yeah, he's a yeah, solid, solid yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Very funny. Man. Did he write it? Um, Is that what did he when he came on? He's what, starring in it. I'm not sure if he wrote it or I forget. not. Um, because you know, the, I'm imagining that the budget on that film had to be like. Yeah, he was one of the writers. One of the writers. Yeah. 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 It was. It's directed by uh, Jonathan Jonathan Kesselman and and Maz and Amir uh, Ob- Obsian. Mm, good luck. Yeah. I, How'd you do with that one? <laughs> Amir. Amir and Maz. <laughs> you can call him Maz if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Chicago it up. Yeah, I got a yeah, Maz. Yeah. yeah, that's like my grand. What's his name's Mads, right? Maz. Yeah. Maz. Okay. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that's our show, everybody. It's, uh, and uh, stay tuned for the spoiler app. Stay tuned for the mm-hmm. couple uh, days. spoiler app. Uh, Josh Wolf, thanks for being on the show. Where can people see you, find okay. you, listen? First, uh, I'm doing a live, the very first live episode of my podcast at a comedy festival that I can announce because I am 100% there. <laughs> uh, it's the Wild West uh, Comedy Festival. It's in Nashville. I'm on May 21st, which is uh, a Saturday at 4 p.m., I'll be doing a live show at Zany's. So go. And the name of your podcast? A fairly normal. You've been on my I was podcast. Just on it, like a you were fantastic. Weeks ago. It's a fun. It's a fun show because you, uh, you basically pick sort of a, a dilemma or something that someone is going through and how they or a personal thing they've gone yep. through and how they handle it. Like it's important to me. Like for me, I always like to see, uh, and I think people like to hear because we hear so much negative in the world i I like to hear people's stories about how they win how they've won how they found their bump in the road and didn't let it push them backwards and so to hear your personal story about because you went through some shit dude Mm -hmm. and to and to hear how you came out on the other side i can't tell you how many people emailed me were like that who are have done now what you're doing they're like "I, i don't turn on my phone for half an hour and i go out in my backyard and i just and i just think I've had a ton of people say, you know, tell Graham, because listen, everybody has struggles. Mm-hmm. The key to a struggle is not to feel alone. So w- right. my podcast, I look, it's also fun. We, yeah, it was a blast. We had some great- And we hadn't seen each other in a long time, which is the thing so, I love about it. A lot of jokes, but also I like people who listen to my show and they do like this. When you're going through a tough time, the worst thing is to feel like you're alone. And the worst thing is to feel like nobody else knows what I'm thinking. Nobody else has gone through this. And you listen to my podcast, and you're like, oh, these people who are doing something with their lives have all been through yeah. shit. It's so, a cool show. It's called Fairly Normal. And then um, the live podcast in Nashville, and then I have one show at Bellevue in Bellevue, which is near Seattle, at Parlor Live, Memorial Day weekend, which is a great time to be in Seattle, because everybody stays in town. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's outside. No, no. And then ComedianJoshWolf.com for everything else you want to know. Sweet. Um... Uh, Portland, Oregon. I am headlining uh, Deep Inside of You this Thursday, May 12th at the Helium Comedy Club. One show only, which is a great club. I love it. So it's my first time headlining there in a while. So come out, Portland, uh, May 12th. You can go to heliumcomedy.com for tickets. Uh, And Sunday, uh, May 22nd, I am headlining the Irvine Improv. So these are one show only. So so jump in and get it. And... uh, and then, of course, L.A. Podfest. Hashtag get it. Hashtag get it. <laughs> sure, hashtag get it. Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, hashtag Quaid Surgeons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then, of course, 
Uh, LAPodfest.com. Tickets are still going on that. We're going to be announcing more shows. Um, and hey, Feel free to add my show on there if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no well, pressure. Boy, no pressure. Well, let's see how you do in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so check all that out, you guys. And, of course, uh, keep following uh, at Earbuds Pod Movie because we're going to be announcing more stuff with yes. the screenings. Many of you have already been asking when's it going to be out. So we're going to be – once this world premiere happens at this film festival, then there's going to be a lot more screenings yes. happening and that we're going to be announcing at different – And th- we can start releasing more information and give you guys more of a uh, yeah. concrete plan. Concrete plan. Mm-hmm. We'll have some screenings in L.A. and wherever else. So uh, that is our show. Thank you once again, Josh Wolf. Thank you for having me, guys. I really have – had a good time. Thanks for being cool. on. It was awesome. Appreciate my, it. My name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.